Hello and welcome on in to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is... Saria. <laughs> and my name is Iman. Thanks for tuning Damn, in. Damn, I was going to say my name was Iman. I should have said it. Okay. All right, hold on. <laughs> say it. Welcome on into Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. <laughs> That's what she say every week. <laughs> and I'm Sabria. Child, this is hell. <laughs> you got to keep going now. Because I got a rug rat name. <laughs> and you got, and I'm Angelica Pickles. Just kidding. Well, I hope you guys are having a great week. Sorry we're coming at you so late, but you know, it's uh, bitches working retail and it's fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I am very afraid. Um, but guess what? We didn't cancel. So you gotta. I'm still here. I'm still here. Here. Yeah. Oh, my favorite part is when she really realized she's still here. And she's like, here, here. Like, she's, like, laughing a little bit. I'm like, yo, I really get it. Like, sometimes you just be shocked you alive. True. I didn't off myself. That's wild. Dead All right. Ass. So, Faith 4, one of our Twitter followers, and I will find your name, has this awesome idea where we kind of just talk about our Faith 4 of the decade for the rest of this decade, for the rest of 2019, uh, for Faith 4. Um, with that, we decided to do our fave for celebrity transformations of the decade. Just like people who started in 2010 or around that area one way, and now we just did not expect their transition to like be like this. Okay? So I'll start with you. Mine, <clears throat> I'm going to say SZA. Mm. Um, I remember when, cause I was there on Tumblr when that whole thing happened, when you broke as mean ass people tried to attack her for, uh, her freckles and her hair who were like, Oh, is your hair real? Is your freckles real? And like, she said, yeah. So people was mad about that, that she said, yeah. Cause they like, Oh, like her hair not real. Her freckles not real. And the thing is, when people, to be honest, when like say if somebody asks me if my hair real and I'm at work, a white person, they ask me, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. It's none of your fucking business. It's not none of your business. And like and you wouldn't have asked me that if I were white. Exactly. So sometimes I'd be lying too. I don't know if she was lying. Out who cares? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I remember like SZA looked like she got strong hair. Yeah, she do. And I remember she um was on Tumblr and was like when they was attacking her and she was like, I'll see you in court. Like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there was... I remember that. There yeah. was and she's like, cyberbullying is a crime, and yeah. I'll see you in court. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Iconic. And I think that was, like, 2010-ish. 12, 13. 12, 12. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the beginning of the decade. But now, seeing her transformation, it's like... Who would have known? Yeah, like... Control changed everything. It changed everything. Control changed everything. <laughs> I said you was up a She got gold Gina. Gold Gina. Another person. Um, not really going with a the theme here, but another person is um Solange. Wow. She's on my list. <laughs> Damn. It's okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um <laughs> cause she just so like when I really started getting her mu- into her music, it was like 
wasn't for Tony. Yep, same. Oh, it was, she was doing that pinup thing. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to. Sandcastle. Yes. Oh, no, that's she, a different song. Like, I didn't let them close Yeah, so I was just like, all right, I fuck with this. Like, I really like it. And she was giving um, us so much, so much. So, so much. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, I fuck with it. But then she started getting weirder. And she, no, she sta- started getting freer. Yeah, she started getting freer, weirder. More, than- when she buzzed her hair off, that's when we knew it was it. Exactly. I was like, I have to stand. Yeah. I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah Winfrey in the building. <laughs> I love to see it. Um, but yeah, she just transformed right before our eyes. She started out as Beyonce. She started this decade as Beyonce's little sister. Mm-hmm. And she ended this decade as a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Like, no shade. I mean, I mean, no exaggeration. Sorry, wrong word. No exaggeration at all. She started this as... Beyonce's little sister who's finding her own. Mm-hmm. And then she absolutely ended this, in my opinion, as Beyonce's number one source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. I do feel, feel like Beyonce is so proud of her. And Solange has somehow inspired Beyonce to be more unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who would have fucking thunk? Um, and the next person um, keeping up with the theme with talented black women, um, Ariana Grande. Um, <laughs> she... <laughs> I, so I never really watched Victorious because I could not stand Victor- the main character. Yeah, yeah, because she so wasn't the talent. She one. was not the talent. She so, was. It was so I would. The time. So I would occasionally watch Victorious. Like sometimes every time I watched it, I was like obsessed with Ariana Grande because when she had that bright ass red hair, yeah, and she was dumb as but fuck, funny as hell. <laughs> So funny. It was so funny to me, and it was even funnier to me that it annoyed other people, like her yeah. character. So, like, it's a lot of people that, like, I couldn't stand in the beginning of their career, but then they grew on me. But Ariana Grande is somebody that I've I loved. loved since the beginning. I was watching sis videos of on YouTube, and I was like, no, really. She can Why really sing. is she not the main character? Exactly. So, um, I have been following her since... Honeymoon the, Avenue. Yeah, even before that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying her, that. her music career, that's yeah, where it music, kicked off. That was just beautiful. And just, like, seeing, like, how her music just has evolved and she's, like, coming to her style and, like, how she, like, is, like, branding, like, just, like, like, cl- like she loves clouds and, and all that stuff. Even though she's, like, a fake vegan, it's, like, <laughs> um, you know. I'm I proud just, of her. She's, yeah, I just love her. And she can sing her ass off. And to add on to that, she's gone through a lot this decade. Yes, right? a lot. Tragedy-wise. And she has ended this with, like, uh, breaking uh, history for herself. Like, she's one of Spotify's most listened to artists. She's had a terrorist attack at mm-hmm. one of her concerts. She's lost uh, a friend. She has gone through breakups publicly. She has had people talk about her body. Mm-hmm. She has had her hair be damaged. Like she <laughs> yes. had a lot going on. And I feel like that's that's what makes a star to me. Like somebody who just keeps going through all this shit and yeah. Um excuse me. For the last person, I'm conflicted. If I should put if I should say myself mm. or <laughs> should wow. I say somebody Else. I'm really interested in the yourself version. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to do ourselves too, but I'm like hmm. because I feel like I also beat myself up a lot. So um sorry, I was looking at Crocs. I beat myself up a lot. So I feel like maybe I should say myself because 
in 2010, I was starting college. Um, no, yep. 2009, sorry. It's, no, it's 2010 when we graduated. No, it's the decade. It's supposed to be. Oh, no, it's 2010, right? That's, yeah. the de- that's when it started. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I was starting college, um, and I was scared. I was like, I went to classes. I literally didn't speak. Like, I didn't speak till like, my third year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so nervous all the time um, because I was like, white, the social anxiety of me being around white people. Um, and I um, then would, I would write stuff, and it was very different from everybody in my class. And I didn't, I never got, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I never got, um, why can't I think of the word? Um, discouraged. What could, the easiest word. <laughs> I never got discouraged about the stuff that I wrote. I always stood in it, and I always, like, when it comes to, like, writing, that's the only thing I feel like that I am right about. Like, absolutely. And I just felt like that um, when I started writing and in school and stuff, I just felt like, this was right. This was something, this is 100% for me. And I always stood, like, I might have not talked a lot in class. And, like, you know, I was, like, kind of nervous to give other people feedback because I felt like my words weren't as strong as my peers because of school I went to. But I always, always felt confident in my writing. Um, and when I was in, like, around 2010, like, I saw myself as, like, this person and I just wanted to become this like this like tattoo like quote unquote like rock or chick or whatever and I was just like so scared like to do certain stuff and I was like always thinking about my parents like Mm. what they would say all this stuff blah 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 and then like finally um like a few years ago even more so this year despite you know the rough patches of this year I feel like I've finally and finally am coming into like who I see myself as who I've always wanted to be even since I was a kid so So I feel like even when I was the the my younger self and we're going to talk about our younger selves later my younger self would be so despite how my current self feels about me my younger self would be so fucking proud of who I am today yeah and that's very important. So those I, I think about like us, like how our friendship yeah. has evolved. And at the core, our friendship is the same thing it was ten years ago. Yeah, it is us laughing entirely too loud in public. Mm-hmm. That is it. Yep. But in 2010, we always wanted to do something—a YouTube show, or this. We knew we had. It. it took us so long. Yep. To get there, and I'm like, I feel like like teenage Iman and Sabria. Would be very like I would never have thought that I would be vegan. Never would have thought I had a podcast. Never thought I had my natural hair. Never thought I'd be working out regularly. Same. Never thought that you know I would be so pro black. Never thought I'd be in education. Never thought I'd be in Philly. And it's just like so much. Like looking back, it's just like I know I'm not where I want to be. But this gives me hope for Iman ten years from now because there has been growth. If nothing else, there has been growth. You and know, even lost people. months from now. Just months from now, but you think about that 10-year. So yeah. work work was put in. Yes. So, no, I'm happy you said that one. Um, For me, for my faith for the first person I'm going to start with is Rihanna. Because if you think back... I was going to say her, but as I said Solange, I was like, all right, I'm like, damn, bitch, you take all my <laughs> But 
Um, in 2010, you got to think about where Rihanna was. <laughs> you know, she was had that ugly uh, domestic violence victim scar all over her, and it was a different time. People were less a kind to victims. Mm-hmm. They made the jokes. They just didn't care. They were all up in her business. It was a frenzy. And you, I really think about how young she was. Like, she was very, very young in her early 20s having to deal with that in a spotlight like that. Like, everybody calling her stupid. You know, that's when um, Rated R came out. Mm-hmm. And it was very dark. And then I remember I went to college. And, like, Rated R came out, like, I remember, like, right around the New Year. Because January 1st, 2010, we were, like, madhouse. <laughs> We were playing Cold Case Love. Like, that's, we were Tayamo and Rude Boy. Like, that was what we were doing. And then that next year, like, um, we found love in a hopeless place and just loud came out and it was just a different, different vibe. And the, her healing was happening and she was reclaiming it. And you fast forward, Rihanna is such a self made woman. You would not have thought me that, that, that risque girl from 2010 was going to be, uh, the, pretty much the voice of confidence and inclusion right now. Mm-hmm. She's the voice. She's the voice of body inclusivity, shades, a shade of skin, everything. And we know she's going to do more. So for me, her growth is more important than another album. Yeah. <laughs> because she's Rihanna has given so us so much. And, and then we all got to witness Problematic Rihanna, which was an amazing time to be alive. <laughs> that shit was That wild. was amazing. Oh my gosh. I was on the edge of my seat because I was all on Tumblr. Oh my gosh. Being around understand that was who if y'all was navy back then you know you was always on the edge of your fucking madhouse because i was like people would be so like people would say something on it was definitely a madhouse and i was on tumblr like what i didn't give a fuck that's what all i had to say when people had something to say about rihanna and she was probably i'm like and her name is bad gal riri for a reason she don't give a fuck happy that i weathered the storm and like because my thing with rihanna is it don't matter how mean she is she's beautiful she can do whatever she wants the growth is like people clock like will say like i i forgot it was something that she said that was like wrong like recently and uh, she replied I think it was from the 50 beauty page or like something it was like oh like you know like apologize of course and even someone asked her like recently like hmm why don't you have any trans women and she's like how would you know if I don't oh that's what it was what? that's what it was but you but you just said like how would you know yeah if I didn't have any trans that was the problematic thing no it wasn't problematic. that was the like, way yeah. that was a way to respond that yeah. was like yeah no I do not if I'm going to employ somebody I'm not going to capitalize off their identity I'm going to I'm going to do what I would do for a cis woman and not disclose that with you like I'm not going to share that with you so I really, I really appreciate Rihanna's growth. She is on some grown woman shit. Next mm-hmm. on my list is um, Tyler the Creator because niggas was eating a roach in twenty tw- early two thousand tens. Like he was eating roach, acting crazy, fighting on stage, getting into shit with Chris Brown at the BET Awards. <laughs> like he was going nuts. And then I feel like he finally kind of one calmed down. Two came into himself, uh, came out to be who he he is. Came out is I really don't even understand what he came out as, but it's I, a white man's whore. But it's he definitely. came out as a white man whore. But you know what? <laughs> so did he, I. <laughs> a lot of us have, and a lot of us are into this decade that way. So <laughs> and we really, and I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna keep my mouth the fuck shut. But um, 
yeah, like like Kylie said, I'm realizing a lot of stuff and things, <laughs> and I'm proud of Tyler Creative because he really is out here working with the Pharrells and Erica Badu's and the Solanges. Like I think he all he always wanted to be in with that crowd, and he has earned it. He earned a seat at that table. Um, then I want to also mention Issa Rae because Issa Rae in the early 2010s, she had a YouTube series yes. called Awkward Black Girl. Yes. And that YouTube series has somehow developed into a book. And then that book has somehow developed into Insecure. And then Insecure has somehow developed into movies. And it's just, it's like, just warms my heart to know that this awkward black girl who is more like me than any other mm-hmm. celebrity I've ever seen can make it. Because the. Issa Rae, for a lot of us, we're like, what the fuck? Like, we can do this. You know what I mean? She really set the standard. She was... That's crazy that she literally has a series on HBO. And uh, last is... Okay, you pick one. It's between Willow Smith and Drake. Willow Smith. Willow Smith was a child. In 2010, I was in college whipping my hair back and forth, okay? <laughs> I was like, wow, this little girl got some hits. But she was still Will and Jada's child. But I feel like to be so young, Willow has taught me so much. To be so young, she has taught me so much about just kind of being free and being yourself and just learning and being imperfect and and trying to have a voice in a way where she's just so not aggressive, her opinions are so strong, and it's nothing about her aggressive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, being confrontational is uncomfortable. I know that's hard to believe, but sometimes it is. So it's really refreshing to see somebody like her age, so young, so calmly, just like, hmm, this is how you handle that. And yeah, she really gets people together. She with gets like, them together. Doesn't raise her voice. Yeah, with the vibes. That's how she get people together. Um, and finally, we both just wanted to mention, mention Beyonce because never forget, 2010, Beyonce would have been like at opening like the J.C. Penney's like um, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day Parade with a show like, I'm Sasha Fierce. How y'all doing this? How y'all doing today? <laughs> I hope y'all cooking at home. That Maddie would have had her somewhere with um some gold. Oh my god, no! With a gold coat on and a beanie, like on our first day in Christmas, my no, baby getting me. Not like, 2010. Yes, he would have. In 2010, she was. <laughs> in 2010, Beyonce was still Macy's. She was doing Macy's stuff. She oh, would have been. You know what? It wouldn't. It would have been a special. Like she did that. Like a special after Thanksgiving. She, she did. So on ABC. It, it, I think it was ABC. Beyonce is on HBO now. Oh, that's my point. She was on ABC at 2010. Now she's Netflix HBO special. Yes. So cursing. So you gotta understand. The girl. We 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 gained so much. We Beyonce did not curse at the beginning of 2010. No. Now she's telling us when you mix that Negro with that Creole, you get a <laughs> Texas Bama. And I'm proud of the woman she is. She started this era. Era. She started this decade with no children. She now is a mother of three. That's so beautiful. it's just a lot of power in her. And well, we're going to talk about Beyonce a lot this episode. Surprise. <laughs> Mommy. Um, <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> just remember that. Mommy and Daddy. Mommy and Daddy. <laughs> Mama. I'm not your fucking mother. <laughs> All right, really quick, let's just give a very serious uh, pray for us. This. Um, this week, we just want to um, take some time to send our thoughts out to the family of Juice World. Uh, it is just so tragic to hear about anyone passing away, but especially people who are so young and at the like at the cause of this uh, prescription pill dependency. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. We- 
I'm willing to say most of us know someone who has this problem and it's scary for us because you you can see the humanity in these people who may have started using the pills for one reason and it gets out of control and death doesn't always seem like a result because it's just pills but mm-hmm. this is very real yeah. like this this man was at, in the airport when this happened and i know he has a lot of young fans so i'm sorry for them but i'm really really hoping that we we take these problems serious instead of trying to glamorize it mm-hmm. when we see our young people suffering from these prescription pill dependencies like it's a problem yeah finally we also wanted to pray for saucy santana who was shot in Miami. Like, so it's just it's just terrible to know that he was out partying, having fun, and he was hurt. Looks like he is healing fantastically. So, you know, we just want to keep praying. Again, what the goes. fuck is with you dumbass Florida niggas that can't shoot Zimmerman? Can't find Always him. missing. Always missing. You fucking weirdos. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Now we're going to move on in to tea time and we're going to talk about Beyonce because she has so much happening and like the thing with Beyonce being that quiet you always know that something is going on but Ivy Park uh is about to drop some new goodies for us so fucking hype yes so Beyonce sat down with Elle magazine actually before we even I even saw the article what we saw were the beads in her in her golden blonde hair that said ivy park we saw that ass we saw those sneakers those sneakers <laughs> when i saw the beads i was really i was like wow here she goes making things black make she knows what we like beyonce she really for the black people. she is for the culture She's for the culture but she's like but you white people can consume it and give me your money that's absolutely you know vibes a choice but vibe check understand who did, who who this is for um it's for but the <laughs> what'd you say it's for the niggers well she sat down with Elle magazine and she said i focused on designing a unisex collection of footwear and apparel because i saw so many men at ivy park the way they have embraced the brand is an unexpected gift i appreciate the beauty of gender neutral clothing and breaking the so-called fashion rules i took a chance on myself when i bought my company back we all have confidence in us to take chances and bet on ourselves. And I think this was a right move. Like, I mean, I was excited about Ivy Park the first time because it was Beyonce, but kind of partnering with Adidas, I think it's definitely like a stronger um, partnership. That's fucking strongest. I got my favorite, one of my favorite pairs of shoes, two of my favorite pairs of shoes. One is my Crocs, two is my Ivy Park slides. That's what, honestly, if I'm not, if I'm not dressing, I got either my Crocs on or my RV, Ivy Park slides. Are <laughs> you said RV Park? RV Park. <laughs> Who the fuck is RV? Arby's. <laughs> but no, like she also talked a little bit about like in this L um interview about like her Excuse body me. and like I'm so I was like agreeing with it so hard because she was saying that someone would have told her 15 years ago that her body would go through so many changes and fluctuations and she would embrace her curves she wouldn't believe it and like, I agree because like when I first like slimmed down in like 2012 2013 I would I was like I'm gonna stay skinny for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and then as I started putting on weight I got self-conscious and now I'm in this space where I'm like yo no I'm really happy with myself when I work out it's never to be like oh, I need to trim and slim and cut. It's it's just, 
I can't explain how it's just not that anymore mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm fine. Like everybody know I'm a bad bitch regardless. Like why would I even, I'm healthy. I'm happy. Exactly. Like that is, that is all I care about. That health freak stuff. I don't have it in me right Neither now. Neither do I. Also like you have to appreciate who you are at the moment and be able to change it. Cause it, if you just doing it to change, then once you get there, you still not going to be happy. Yeah. From my experience. She literally and, said giving zero fucks is the most liberating place to be. Also knowing true beauty is something ooh, you cannot see. I wish more people focus on discovering the beauty within themselves rather than critiquing other folks. Um, yeah, but you are beautiful Beyonce. Let's just, you're the I, standard. I love when be, uh, beautiful people try to be humble. It's like, the same but i get you i, I feel what you're kind of saying <laughs> you definitely are one of the most beautiful people walking the earth though so i do want to just point that out also good news for the Aaliyah fans baby girls discography uh according to her uncle his name barry what <laughs> hold on stop there <laughs> i feel like every time somebody named barry everybody got an uncle barry right and i feel like he always doing shit well, Uncle Barry is the reason why we only have that first album now. Um, so I guess thank you. But on his Twitter, he said, uh, we listen. This is not a drill. In honor of the great legacy of Aaliyah, Aaliyah, something will be, oh, her music should be available on streaming brands such as Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime. Again, he said this is not a drill, but until we get it, I don't really like. I want to start my decade off with the truth. He's so like a decade, y'all. I want to start my de- sorry. Let me okay from the top. I want to start my decade off with the truth. Um, I'm looking right now. It says it'll drop on her forty forty first birthday, January sixteenth, twenty twenty. She would be forty. Forty one. Yep. Baby girl, I'm a man for the big B. <laughs> She says, I've been watching you. The crazy like thing is, I have every Aaliyah album on my computer. Some girls get all the luck. <laughs> 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 but I want y'all, somebody, um, somebody donate so I could get an um, animal. Um, I said, I look. I was looking at a picture of an animal. You getting choked up too? He's like, I, 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 <laughs> why we can't talk tonight? Fucking tongue twisters. I need a um, charger for my MacBook. <laughs> Bye. You said, baby girl, better known as Aliyah. <laughs> better known as Aliyah. <laughs> he really said, I'm a man for the big B, the big VA. <laughs> Yo, I would like to be in his brain because his brain probably funky as shit. No, Timberland brain probably crazy. He said, better known as Aliyah. <laughs> the play haters believe. <laughs> she said, here's a tongue call with a <laughs> song vibe as shit. <laughs> That's a vibe. No, seriously. I've been, I've been, cause I, I've been watching you like a hawk in the sky. It's absolutely me. When I have a crush. <laughs> and you, if you like, seriously, if I like you, I know everything about you. Yeah. Like seriously, seriously. She said, Sometimes I'm right now. I'm naughty, Again, a fucking vibe. And my favorite thing is, boy, I gotta watch my back, cause I'm not just anybody. <laughs> say yes, say no. Cause I really need somebody. Tell me I like somebody. Baby girl. Better known as Ali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's. What's next? Jesus Christ, I keep losing my. Oh, Brother Nature. I really don't want to talk about this story. It makes me so sad. I don't know why I put it on the outline myself. Again, putting things on the outline, <laughs> then making myself sad is 
my type of like pain. Like, why do I do this? Bro got his ass whooped. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I believe Brother Nature is an absolute saint. There's nothing he could do wrong. He's a perfect human being. Like, he's the type of like. He, we had a type of relationship where if he was my son and somebody told me he did something, I'd be like, not my boy. Not my boy. <laughs> not my boy. I just, I think he's incapable of harm. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe that is my fault. But apparently he went to a sandwich shop, which who goes to sandwich <laughs> shops? I hate sandwiches. I just hate people to go to, like, I don't know, like places like Subway and delis. I just want them to shut down. <laughs> some, like, people, some people got to have their sandwich. No, I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> well, apparently he got angry at the sandwich shop, which is another thing. I feel like sandwich shops are just not the space for anger. And like between the you mad, huh? The Jesse Smollett um, thing, where apparently he got his ass beat on his way home from Subway, and now they. <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny to you? Because I can't tell you why it's funny to me. He said, <laughs> "Continue." So he got an SB getting a five dollar for long, and then shut up. And now brother nature got tried to turn up at the sandwich shop and got his ass beat because he was apparently talking to the waitresses and stuff crazy. Now I, as a service worker, that is just not to be tolerated. Even though I think it's fake news, um, <laughs> that, that that's not to be tolerated. But he got beat up. He said he got jumped. The camera say it was one person about this ass, but I know I, I can't. <laughs> You ever get your ass beat so bad you thought you got jumped? No. <laughs> Me neither. So you understand how he, he had to have been getting his ass turned in all different no. directions? The thing is, he probably didn't think nobody was recording it. And he no, probably, he said, I know there's a video of me getting jumped outside of the sandwich shop. Oh. They fucked that nigga <laughs> up so bad, he thought he was getting jumped. And there was one person just handling him. Or he's so, never been in a fight, so he don't know the terminology. He think just getting his ass beat me, he getting jumped. Yeah. No, it's nigga, like that's it's called for the loss. <laughs> that's yeah. all. And it's okay. It's okay to, to lose. because It's okay, but also that's weird to me that grown people lose fights. Like, <laughs> somebody got to win, somebody got to lose. But he wasn't fighting at all. But that might we we caught the tail end of it. Fighting is cardio. Sometimes it you is, get tired. But shit. I feel like he was on that ground when it started. <laughs> but also when you like, I feel like if I had if I had money, I'm like, alright, you beat my ass, but I'm still rich. <laughs> I just wouldn't go and I just wouldn't be talking shit to people because apparently, like, I, again, don't know how real this is, and I would hate to say this, and if it, it wasn't the truth about Let him. us know if it's the T, the T, 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 T. They said he was like, you know who I am. Like, okay, we put the panini press away. But just because you fucking hey, panini, a nigga on the Twitter. Don't you be a meanie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had just unplugged the panini press. And he come in like, you know who I am? And they're like, bitch, I don't kill you off. I and wouldn't I'm, give a fuck if you was Princess Diana. I'm sorry. No, I'll be scared if you were Princess Diana. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I still wouldn't give a fuck. I'm oh, going home. I know. I'm giving you whatever you want. If you somebody did to show up, I know why you here I don't give a fuck. To you go back me. to your grave. How about this? I don't care if you were Malia, Sasha, Barack, and Michelle Obama. Family I definitely don't give a fuck if but you Barack you, Obama. If you family of four showing up, I'm like, yo, look, y'all are beautiful, great. Y'all might as well take your asses back to Martha's Vineyard because you ain't getting a sandwich here tonight. We didn't close up shop, literally. So I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I think the only person I would get a sandwich for is Blue Ivy. <laughs> and that's because it don't matter where I'm at. If she's hungry, I'm going to find something for her to eat. And that's just on period. 
I'm like, so what? Mayo? No mayo? Like, what do you oh. want? Like, Sheila. Love I feel like Blue Ivy don't eat sandwiches because, again, that's like poverty to me. That's very poor. I, again, sandwiches, peanut butter, or peanuts, all like the poor man's protein to me, and I'm just like against it completely. I I, I hate when I see like sandwich commercials. I'm like, people still eat sandwiches like that? Like in front of the TV, just slice me. it? You do? I like sandwiches sometimes. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh. Oh, uh, uh, um, I'll be eating sandwiches. Please watch your mouth. Uh, Lizzo. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm so blessed to have Lizzo on Earth so that we can unpack a lot of issues that a lot of uh, thicker girls have been dealing with for Y'all niggas light years. Crazy. So, are you all right? Lizzo came. Allegedly. Uh, Lizzo came to, uh, what was it, a Lakers game yeah. with the cheeks out. <laughs> was hideous like the outfit was hideous but it was she was just being lizzo she just wanted to have her ass out and i'm not gonna lie the first time i saw that i was just like all right sis you had a game like it's the funny thing is the funny also like i feel like i'm at a point in my life where everything's a fucking joke to me and like i i didn't think that like i didn't think until people were saying it's a family event i didn't think that way mm-hmm. um also i have been to sports events um, and even though they are, they're family events, um, sometimes what people say in the crowd is worse than how people show up. Exactly. So it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I do understand people saying that they, like, you know, don't want their kids to be expo- ex- um, exposed to nudity. You don't have to explain, like, you know, somebody hit their ass out. That's one. Two, also, the human body is not, sorry, I farted, excuse me, um, Everything is like, everything shouldn't be sexualized. Everything shouldn't be, but we also don't. Everybody not raised under the same roof. Exactly, so but religion. Also, a lot of things yeah, can come people, into play. Yeah, and some people aren't comfortable around nudity because I know sometimes, like, no joking, like sometimes when I see like a fucking naked like white woman like just like fucking herself like i get hella uncomfortable yeah um and also I, just like my beliefs on how kids should be raised is not, raised is not everyone else's yeah everything and is it's, it's a it's a golden standard as to what is appropriate for kids to see but with that being said like jordan was saying earlier like we were saying earlier cheerleaders like they are they got their titties out they got their ass out they dancing around yeah and they be spreading it wide they be busting that shit open in front of everybody sometimes they had those little tight panty things on yeah but i'm like okay so ass can be shown if it's a small small b white or c uh if everyone else decides that it's okay yeah you can show your ass here but not there you can show your ass on the court but not in the seats so it's like all right while i may not have done it may i don't understand it we need to kind of be consistent with these expectations across the board like to me like we just fail to realize how we only do it to like thicker bigger people like we all know lizzo's going to entertain she wants the attention she wants also like i miss that like when like when fucking when pop stars used to just do great like everybody Mm -hmm. is so fucking boring now like gaga used to do shit like this like this is like this is this is camp this is how art is funny it's like it's a fuckery it's like whatever oh my god look how she showed up like i love that i miss that nobody the girls aren't doing it anymore i hate it it's boring i fall asleep but what's about to say? Oh my god, what the fuck was that? Yeah, like when I went to a baseball game, I lied to you not verbatim. This fucking man, I'm with my father at his baseball game. 
definitely did not want to go. I just was like, oh, it's a bonding experience. Like, free tickets, let's go. Yeah. Um, Go to the baseball game. This man in the stands is yelling at the players on the field, your wife has a loose vagina. <laughs> I'm, like, in I'm high school. Like, I'm in high school. Yeah, right. What the fuck you don't know? I'm in high school, and I'm, and I'm with my dad at a game, and I'm hearing this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, to me, honestly, as a child, then seeing somebody ass would have made me feel more comfortable exactly. than fucking hearing that man say that. And then I've been to basketball games, too, where people just are just so absurd in the stands. But I do feel like it's like some it's I feel like we all have internalized something and like. So many people, fatophobia is just like, it's a thing. And like, so many people have it. And some people don't even realize they have it. Like, you don't understand why you get so angry when certain people do certain things. You have to unpack it, like, alone. You can't be bringing in Lizzo and making her feel, number one, if she's unbothered, but you can't be trying to make somebody else feel bad for for getting over what you're still working on. Like, you really can't. You have to move on Mm -hmm. and understand. Like, and even me sitting here right now thinking about, like, uh, if a if a man wore like Lizzo's outfit, because I thought about that too, like yeah. I would be even more like willing to be like, ah, babies can't see that, and I have to check something inside of me and not be afraid to be like, I know that sounds crazy, but that's how I would feel. Yeah. I just have this weird thing about nudity around kids, yeah. and I'm talking about the cheerleaders and stuff too. It's just I don't know how I would raise my children because I don't have any yet. I still have time to think about it, but I would definitely try to like, you know, they need to know that certain things aren't appropriate for adults to do in order for them to not be taken advantage of when sick adults are around, unfortunately. So we have to have these conversations about private parts. We have to have these conversations about what shouldn't be shown, what should be shown. Cause if they go do the same thing at daycare, then they going to be in trouble. So it's like, you know, that that was my only problem. I don't give a fuck that what Lizzo wears. I just feel like when I don't like people who can't know the space. This yeah. is not the space for that attention. I love that you are outrageous, but why everything is not about you? Sometimes going coming to an event, you just come as an attendee too. Yeah, and it's other people. So that's why I'm like, I feel like that's my fact. But I also feel like people were hard on her because she was bigger. Yeah. I know Beyonce came to her with her ass out. People would be like, oh, <laughs> the sexy scandalous new trend. Like I just don't yeah. think it would be the same energy. Like niggas is having conversations about Rakishi. Why? <laughs> exactly. And like because people she's really going on and on about. It. And it's like some of these people also are people that post they fucking asshole on social media and it's, kid, <laughs> and it's kids on social media too mm. it's easy to find an asshole on social media you it don't is. even gotta be looking for it it is you can find it so it's like um so just say what's really real yeah me personally i thought it was fucking hilarious and i think it's even funnier that people was writing dissertations about it no, there are I people don't think it's there are people really. there are people fucking dying there are people losing health here there are people who cannot eat. It's people that have nowhere to sleep. But you guys put your fucking energy into Lizzo's into ass Lizzo's ass in a baseball game. Yeah, when you really could have like you could have been saving anything. the world. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> you failed us. Oh God. Oh, excuse me. So turns out the the baby is futures. Okay, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> So these two baby moms have both alleged that Future is their baby father 
And he he went on to kind of make fun of it and be like, nah, that is not the truth. But the the two alleged baby moms test results uh, had did a DNA test and it confirmed <laughs> that it, it was it was the kids. Like we fucking knew. Like this man is just he needs help. Like he needs to be neutered. The women's name are Eliza Serafin and Cindy Renee Parker. Um, both women claim the future father their infant babies, Rain and Legend. The women both dropped the bomb on social media after showing that they had DNA tests done on their children to prove that they're half siblings. So they said, fuck this nigga. He not giving us the the DNA. Let's test the babies. And then the babies <laughs> came back as half siblings. So future, how would you explain that? If I were you, I would be admitting that I was it's their father. Cool, but you may know something we don't know. Like, do he you, is you know? a sick, he is sick man. He's oh my God. <laughs> He's a really a sick man. Oh my God. It's and the just, thing is, no matter like I do, like I really I I love him. I do. But he's just he is a sick man. And it's time that in 2020, I'm distancing myself. How old are these babies? About three, four months? That back child support pay going hit, child support pay. They are they and from, they're entitled to it because they shouldn't have had to take care of babies that they didn't make on their own by themselves. From, it's different women, right? Different women. Three to four months. That's how they both like the same age. Yeah. This man is a terrorist. <laughs> so He's a terrorist. He needs to be on the government watch list. Okay, so I'm looking at his Wikipedia. No fly zone. Uh, he has six children with six different women. Jessica Smith, Brittany Mealy, India J, Sierra, Joy Chavez, and it says and an unidentified unidentified women. So I don't know. This this is six children, but I don't know if this is six children including the two. It's probably not. I don't know. I oh wait, so it says that if if he is confirmed to be the father, it would bring the number of his children to eight. Which I forget to this man is a threat to society (laughs) and guess what i would like to see it (laughs) i still would like to experience it no but not get pregnant i'm not that's impossible (laughs) lori harvey not pregnant maybe she never slept with him uh no maybe because some of us are smart some of us want kids they want i'm sorry you're not going to sit up here and tell me that these bitches don't be wanting kids by future. You, they do. It's a running joke at this point. Have a baby by future. Why not? Like, because then both y'all get to be stupid together. Like, nobody gets more blamed than the other one. Like, uh, even Sierra, I think she was in a, in a mindset at the time where she really wanted a child. Let me shut up before Lori Harvey announced she's pregnant tomorrow. Yeah. Let me be quiet. Yeah. Because we can't have our girl out the game like that. She is carrying a big... She's carrying a load. <laughs> She's representing all the hot girls. And I just would not want to wish that on her. Mm-hmm. She don't deserve. Even though she did that thing with the hit and run. Not <laughs> not gonna forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch is crazy. Cassie dropped her baby with allegedly with Alex Fine. Their baby's name is Frankie. Is that cute? That is cute. That's a daughter. Oh wait, oh. shit! They got it. They dropped a picture. Let me see. Oh, it's that that thing people do with babies' hands. <laughs> Move. 
that's real cute, but I just that annoyed me because I'm like, just you should have just kept it to yourself because <laughs> I can't see nothing. Like I can't see the baby face. All baby hands look alike. But she she probably don't want to show the baby face. First. Then don't show it at all. What? It- that's how I feel personally. Like I hate teasers. I hate baby teasers, like posting a foot or something like that. I think, that's really I cute. think it's corny. I'm like, can you, can you come up with something else? Like everybody does this. You just want to see a baby. Yeah, I do. And they, <laughs> and they want to show me, but they they're being weird about it. Just like you couldn't have been like, it's a girl, like a, a, a gift or something. That's true. That. It's just like, oh, y'all want to like tease, be artsy, like show the damn baby. Beyonce don't even do that to us. Like show like half day face or something like that. Just just show us. Okay. <laughs> finally, um, we're gonna actually not finally, second to finally. We're moving on into the sunken place. So this week, uh going on down. It's so weird. I, I don't even want to talk about this because it's like scary. I feel like she's in a room. Have you, so there's like this digital influencer called Little Little Michaela. Right? Yeah. Lil Michaela is, I just found out about her today, but, it, <laughs> but apparently she's been on the internet live and well for many years. Yes. And a developer who was a DJ pretty much thought it was a great idea to create this teenage girl. And it's kind of like a show through Instagram where this CGI girl goes through, it's, it's pretty much the internet girl summed up into one person. Yeah. She's an influencer. <laughs> but this quote-unquote cgi influencer is booking real deals yeah like stuff for products common clients she has 1.8 million followers Followers on instagram Instagram. so this this is an industry and it's ran by like a man a brown man he looks black yeah and this is man essentially pretending to be a girl making her do cool things with her friends in california and i think that this would be have been a great idea for like a tv show or something like that because i know me as a teenager i would have loved to see like a girl just hanging out with her friends being dramatic but but i always felt like a hater like because i knew about little michaela like when she first was programmed i guess to say it so to speak (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck they're saying um And I always, it always annoyed me, and I never really said anything because I saw, like, I had a bunch of, like, a bunch of my friends, like, followed her. Um, I've known, like, people who have worked with her, and I was just like, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. Like, maybe I don't get it. Like, I'm a hater. But it annoys me because, and it's not groundbreaking to me because y'all had all this technology. I said this before. Y'all had all this technology, and y'all decided to make her light skin she's a, a brazilian something like a, Bra- a brazilian american yeah but there's like brown brazilian of course and y'all made her thinnest like y'all made her thin and i remember it was this one post it was like i think it was like two years ago or whenever like i said whenever she was programmed um it was like a close-up of her thighs and it was like she had like stretch marks yeah <laughs> it's like to make her like <laughs> relatable to make her relatable and like and i just was like what the fuck like it's nothing to me now in this day of day and age there is nothing progressive you can do with somebody that is thin who is light-skinned who is like sis and yeah who's cisgender who's light-skinned who's straight and that's another thing had all this technology all this stuff you made her you, you put her in a heterosexual relationship with a conventionally attractive boy yeah. Um, they're selling a dream. They're literally just creating it. 
and bothers me because like there's so many people out here who are working real people working to be influencers working to have that life like you couldn't have put that money behind them supported them so that they could so real people could eat like you would much rather create a fake young lady than to create like to to, to offer opportunities for real girls out here grinding mm-hmm. like that makes me so mad and like all these investors and stuff are really really putting money into this and like earlier today Kalani jumped in it because she quote unquote uh little Michaela I'm gonna call her baby Michaela so bad why like, I That's don't so know or like young Michaela or something like that what is it little Michaela yeah little Michaela little Michaela um was saying how she was in an Uber and like this guy like touching my thigh to like see if I were real. And it's like when he knew I wasn't real. And like, I don't know for me, that was just like creeping me out, like watching shows like Pose and having it be discovered that like when Angel people found out that she was like a, a trans woman versus who they just assumed that she was cis, she yeah. lost opportunity. So like I don't know, hearing this fake thing say like like I like he kept asking me was I real and I wasn't real, and I'm like that triggers something else for me. Like that's a conversation that a, a something fake should not be having. That's a conversation uh, that is that's a real conversation for somebody, and it means something different. So I just didn't like that, or even just this fake thing trying to tell this story about a it's sexual like tri- assault yeah and it's trivializing it and then like it was like it looked like she was doing like a story time like on youtube and like how it was like all these like reaction pictures and all that stuff in it and it just was like what the fuck is going on and also yeah. like they are taking the way um you know how we talk on the internet and like taking posts and stuff and um like just trying to put it into this person because i know that um ryan who i call rain um uh said that when little michaela was first programmed they would take posts from her which i definitely believe because i remember um like because i was um around the tumblr circuit with everybody was like doing the art stuff and like when the art whole thing came up and um I remember when Little Michaela first was, like, programmed stuff, her posts and stuff and the way they were were kind of very, like, reflective of the people that I know who was, like, doing stuff, like, on Tumblr. And, um, like, even the way, like, she dressed and, like, the people who she interacted with. It was just, like, so fucking weird. And I was like, all right, like, maybe if I... And, like, it was, like, one post, like, I was reading and she said something about, like, I guess she showed her boyfriend and he's, like didn't want to be showed at first and she was like um be right back listening to lana for the next 19 years and crying i'm just like what the actual it's like hyper internet drama yeah and like packaged into what a teenage girl might actually say but still just annoying to sense that that's what they're doing but like kalani was saying this is like really really like rude to just make this make fun or light of the sexual assault from this fake thing like in shows or in cartoons when like you're you're watching something that you know isn't real happening you know that it's kind of just being shared to give you representation of like oh this happens this is you know how this might have went down and maybe as a person who go through it you don't feel like oh they're making fun of it versus showing people that this is what happened i just feel like that they were making fun of 
are, are you real? Yeah, it was my thigh, and I was like so disgusted. And I'm like, that's not what sexual assault is like. And I don't know if this this is what happens when men try to be a woman. Exactly, because it wasn't like it wasn't raising awareness. It just was like a spectacle, and it just like seemed yeah, like they were trying to be a, yeah, yeah. It was very self centered, and it was trying to like it felt like it's supposed to be like a comedic undertone. Yeah, like he But now me. is I know it's going to be an apology, and I know this is probably like the thing is. It's like you can't trust anything because maybe this was their intent, and then maybe this is maybe this was the intent because maybe the person who's controlling her is tired of it. So like, let me destroy myself, and then there's going to be this whole thing, and then maybe she's going to um, now she's engulfed. She went from being a social justice person to now being engulfed in cancel culture. So it's going to be a whole campaign like let's cancel little Michaela, and then she might. Like write wow, something. Really about this. Um, she might write something like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm so you know upset with myself. Like I feel like I shouldn't be here." Da 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 da. Blah blah blah. And then she's probably going to destroy her hard drive or like kill herself or whatever. I hope it's she does like, kill herself because I really am same. going to be. And here's the thing: I've been on the internet for a long fucking time. I'm an old bitch out here, and I know how things go. And the, I will not let a fucking CGI bitch outsmart me. And you're not a <laughs> And you're and like she's they keep on marking her as a robot. You're not a fucking robot. My thing is like I I just want to go back to like two hours ago when I didn't know she existed. <laughs> Iman, how do you think I've been feeling? I've been I just I've been carrying I, this burden. No, stop. You need to do something about that. Like block her, block the name. Like block mute the name, little Michaela. Like do whatever you gotta do. Cause like I I I will not. See I know. This again. And like I feel, I'm gonna go right back to my respected corner of Twitter where we just be watching fucking kids act crazy. And that's and, it. Uh, and I sometimes I envy you for that that you are not exposed to any of this bullshit. No, I don't know who I'm. Why? Thank you to the people I follow. Um, for just not. <laughs> I first saw her on. on it. I first saw her on Instagram. Again, thank you for the people I follow for just leaving me out of that. Like y'all know, I can't take it, and it's not <laughs> even. I even follow Kalani, and I didn't see the retweet. That's how God be having. That's how good my God is. So I just. Again, I I just because stuff like that really bothers me. Like for some reason, like fake things, like CGI, even at like Sophia Robot thing. I just hate technology. Like Sophia Robot doesn't bother me. She bothers Um, me too. She bothers me because she's not real. It's just like stop, stop trying to make things like real. I hate when people try to be like overtly relatable. I just don't like. I hate sometimes. It's like this one movie I was watching. Um, on Netflix, it was about like these fake women, like robots and stuff. I think women robots freak me out because it's all men's fantasy. Yeah, like they they create this like super cool, very smart, but somehow sad robot that like needs the help. Oh, Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. I hated that shit. I love the movie because he got what he deserved. He did. He did get what he deserved. But like the only movie I like when a girl's kind of like out of this world, she wasn't even a robot. It was Fifth, The Fifth Element. Oh yeah. Love See, that. my thing because is because she she knew what she was talking about. She just couldn't speak Bruce Willis's language. Yeah. So the thing is, I love Uncanny Valley. I love like the um Frankenstein complex, like stuff like that. It. But it's like when I lo- I love stuff like that when there's a clear um there's a clear gateway, and I feel like I'm not being tricked. 
Like, yeah. I hate when, like, somebody feel like they're, like, fucking with my mind and they're trying to trick me. And, like, that's how I feel about this little Michaela thing because I feel like you're trying to trick me, you're trying to force this person on me, and you're trying to get me to, you know, think everything that they do is cool. One, I'm almost fucking 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So let's start there. <laughs> let's... You know, I'm almost fucking 30 years old. I'm not fucking... Yeah, I'm not fucking stupid. Like, I'm not going to fall for it. Um, So get the fuck off my feet. Um, Like, (laughs) it's just like, I'm not going to fall for that. And I'm not... I'm not going to think that everything she does is cool. Maybe I'm not the demographic for that. But then I think it's also fucking whack that it's like... Excuse me, you know, like, it's kids possibly looking up to this um, little Michaela... um, creation and i just think it's just like so fucking my thing is if you're going to create something um let it be unique yeah and don't try to make it look real like so because like i love like i am uh i am vu characters where it's like everything about them is like exaggerated and it's like it kind of looks real but they all like it's like exaggerated cgi stuff like i like that kind of stuff i hate when like um when stuff is like, I feel like that's so invasive when it's like real. It's like, get out of my mind. <laughs> like that's what I don't like it. Um, and I don't like when it's. I don't like when um, when stuff is conventionally attractive because it's like you have all of this stuff and you decided to do that. Weak. Yeah. Like she don't even have armor or anything. Again, like, a, if we like, could delete her, it'd cool. be great. Definitely. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think that this is all a ploy. And I think this is, or maybe if it's not that, maybe, you know, the the thing is the creator got too comfortable in thinking that he is um, okay. Uh, it, that's okay to explore and navigate that. Because it's like, oh, I talk about this, that, and the third. So why I can talk about this. Like, I feel like, you know, they got too comfortable. And they're like, oh, I can navigate and um, talk about this. But actually, um, you can't. The jig's fucking up. Again, deleter. Um, for her, mm-hmm. for common census um, this week, we, remember we were saying, mommy and daddy, earlier. And... I'm not your mother and mama, all that stuff. <laughs> That's because this week we're talking about mothering yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Beyonce in her recent L magazine was like nice enough to, to, to really, really just get candid and talk about, you know, how success looks different to her now because of all the pain and the loss that she's experienced and how having miscarriages has taught her that she had to mother herself before she could mother someone else. Mm-hmm. Because to heal from that, the amount of radical self-love it takes to heal from something like a miscarriage is something that I I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. But regardless of what you're healing from, that radical self-love, that mothering, even if you're not preparing to do it in order to be a parent, just to, to take care of yourself, to get through the day is so important in this world mm-hmm. where I feel like without even trying, you just go outside and there's something to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. There's something to make you doubt yourself. It's something to make you feel like, fuck, like I don't have this opportunity. Therefore, I may not, I must not be working hard enough. Kind of like what we talked about last week. It's a lot of things um, institutional that, 
have been put in place long before you were born that'll make you not feel great. So you have to be able to recover from that and make it to fight against it. And that's through radical self-love through mothering. So mothering has nothing to do with your gender. Um, it's just about taking on that maternal role for yourself because ideally when we think about a mother and I'm not talking about our personal mothers, my mom's great. I'm not, that wasn't she, Mm -hmm. but like sometimes everyone doesn't have this great experience with mothers, but don't think about that. Think about what the picture perfect mom is. Mm -hmm. It's usually someone who's super warm, who takes care of you, who lifts you up. And no matter what you do wrong, they are there to say, you know what, we may not do that again, but you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So the answer is how, I mean, the question is how can you do that for yourself? How can we do that for ourselves? So we're going to kind of go through it, but I did find um, this article uh, by this awesome uh, woman named Tamil Jones. It's like a article on Medium Magazine, and she talks about these different pillars of support you can give yourself through mothering. And the first one is encourage yourself. She says, for me, that looked like telling myself that it's okay, baby. You're doing the best you can. Mothers are cheerleaders. They are compassionate with us when we fail. When we disappoint them or ourselves, they motivate us to do better next time. Give yourself the grace of the mother. So again, when you're not having your best moment, how can you encourage yourself through mothering? So... Me, like I was saying earlier, um, how I was thinking about, like, how my younger self would be so proud of, like, my now self. Yes. I'm starting to think, um, even though, like, my tiny, tiny bit accomplishments, I'm starting to, like, try to, um, in my mind, praise them. Because when I was growing up, a lot of stuff was, um, like, when I got in college, like, yeah, everybody was happy, but it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I, like, um, growing up, like, what I was considered, like, you know, accomplishments or whatever, it was just like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. And, like, I had took that with me um, as an adult, and I started, um, like, when I started, when I graduated school, and, like, I had to just, you know, do stuff on my own, Um I stopped, I started, I think the word, like, diminishing my accomplishments Mm -hmm. and, like, not being proud of myself for, like, little stuff because I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. But also by me doing that, I'm not even, like, giving myself credit for simple stuff, like, fucking just being alive, which is something that, you know, you should give yourself credit to because especially, you know, for some people it's harder. Yeah. Um. So now I want to start, you know, clapping for myself, giving myself time to do things, um, setting, um, like, uh, rules for myself and not being too hard on myself when I break my own rules, but also not um, walking all over myself. And also just being, like, gentler, nicer, giving myself a mental hug. Um, cause, uh, like growing up, I wasn't very like affectionate. Um, so I need to work on that for myself. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. I definitely think that what you just said about like, 
uh, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, we're going to talk about like our, ch- the, our, our, our younger selves and our child a lot during this part. But like growing up, like what did our parents tell us when we did something good? It's like that you just did what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I got a good report card or something like that, my mom was like, that's nice, but you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to get good grades. And so on the bright side, I don't want a cookie for everything I do. Yeah. But on the, on the, on the bad side, you know, I do sometimes not give myself credit. For, even though it's what you're supposed to do doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. eating right is something you're supposed to do. Working out is something you're supposed to do. Going to work every day is something you're supposed to do. Being nice and calling your friends is something you're supposed to do. Drinking water are things you're supposed to do. Paying your bills on time are things you're supposed to do. But how fucking easy is it to do all those things correctly all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, just being realistic. So it's like, for me... This, you know, mother and through encouragement is going to look like, hey, let's take let's take a moment here. Like, are you really, really doing everything that you can? So just stop it. Don't you dare beat yourself up. You're doing everything that you can. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I could be burnt out and still feel like I could have done more. Yeah. So it's like nice to just think about how the ways that I'm going to start not allowing myself to do that because it's not sustainable. Like, I don't get more accomplished when I treat myself that way. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, she talked about physical caregiving. And this is, I think, the the form of self-care that most people um, uh, run to. Um, she was saying how you bathe yourself, brush your hair, lotion your body, nurse yourself, feed yourself, dress yourself, dote on yourself, every detail. Um, she was saying there's nothing more important than caring for yourself. You cannot effectively take care of others from a place of emptiness. This could look like bundles and lashes or a fresh wash and go. But being faithful and tending to my personal needs, reminding myself of my worth and my value. This is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of myself physically. Because yes. if I'm late... I'm just going to be the fuck late. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show up late and looking a mess. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I when I look back at my childhood, sometimes, you know, being a, a tall child, being a little plus size, having nappy hair that my mom didn't even necessarily know how to take care of, I was sometimes put in spaces where I didn't feel like I looked my best. And not looking my best turned into teasing, turned into, you know, not really being as confident as I could have been. So as an adult, that will not happen to me. Mm-hmm. That will not happen to me as an adult. I will not show up somewhere and somebody be like, oh, she looked a mess. No, 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 no. If I'm I'm over six feet tall, I'm going to give you something to look at because you're going to stare at me regardless. Yes. So I really do believe when I am feeling bad, do not make it worse by showing up looking bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And that's how I mother myself. Like, That's how I, that's what I've been doing, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I've been doing, too. Because I'm like, all right, like, you know, I like to do my makeup on Friday or Saturday. And, like, I could be, like, you know, I might run late. But I'm like, you know what? I feel good. And I did this. And I'm doing something that I love yeah. to do. While I'm doing something that, you know, this I'm I'm working. And what I'm doing is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. But what at least I showed up looking, you know, how I feel. Yeah. For me, it's like if the glasses don't match the boots, then I'm not comfortable. Like, we've all had those days where we threw anything on at work and we just prayed nobody special came in or nothing happened. And, like, nah, I just want to always be prepared. And especially with skincare and hair care, like, I take so much pride in being home, taking care of my hair, doing my own uh, facials, mm-hmm. t- like, 
taking my own hands, touching my own face and take care of myself because that's what a mother, a good mother does. A good mother gives you your bath and then tucks you in the bed and gives you a kiss. And like, sometimes you have to do that for yourself in this world. You really do. The next level is spiritual work. Celebrate yourself, pray for yourself, love yourself unconditionally. Um, she said, feel quite time, feel quiet time, to meditate, grieve, feel, acknowledge our past mistakes, and forgive ourselves. Teach yourself. Listen to yourself. Listen to the advice of trusted friends. Take what resonates and let them love on you. This is what a mother would do. So spiritually, it's difficult for me because I think of spirituality as like religion. But as I'm getting older, we are starting to realize that it's more about the vibes and the meditating and the quiet time and just sitting somewhere getting gathering our thoughts together Mm -hmm. but it's like being responsible pretty much and i take responsibility really seriously and i should what i want to need to start doing is when i take responsibility very seriously it's like at work or something but i need to take my own yes stuff be intentional about that shit that people don't force you to do or you'll get in trouble exactly if you don't take care of yourself you will get in trouble it's you'll feel terrible that's you getting in trouble (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i just i really just thought that those three tears like taking care of yourself through encouragement spirituality and physical caregiving i'm sure there are other ways to kind of like take care of yourself and it's funny because this sounds so weird but like i always think this like when after I wash up or do something and like I lotion myself down, mm-hmm. I feel so like happy. Oh yeah. It's like now even like it's summer. It's summer. Shit, I wish it's it's winter and it's like colder and like I always wear pants and stuff. I like don't always lotion myself down like that. But like when I do lotion myself down, I just feel like very happy. And exactly. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom would always, it was like this green bottle of Johnson and Johnson's body wash. She would always say, this is like your sleepy time bath wash. Like you put this on, you'll get real cozy and you'll have the best night of sleep. And I remember like me getting so excited about this as a kid because my mom was a big fan of like, oh, we going to get cozy. It's going to be <laughs> night, you know. So she was like, all right. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to sleep good. She like, you're going to sleep so good. You got the best night's sleep. You're going to read you a story. It was like I can just remember that. So for me as an adult, the idea of taking that shower, getting into nice pajamas and going to bed, getting the best night of sleep, that's been something. It's, that's been instilled from my actual mother. So when I need to mother myself, it's like something I actually do that my mother did. So yeah. like I, I now I'm looking back, I'm like, maybe I love self-care so much because my mom, that was like a special, very, a moment when I was like babied as a child because my mom isn't really, our moms are very much alike. Like it's so clear and apparent that they love us, but they not lovey-dovey, huggy-huggy, kissy-kissy types. Yeah. Yep. So the moments where we can hold on to, like you <laughs> hold on to them because that's just not the type of women that they are. But um, I, I, my girlfriend sent me this today. She said, what you crave in a relationship is what you lack in your childhood. I'm figuring this shit out. That was a tweet by a person named Leighton Green. Classic name. But um, I, I, I kind of agree. I see a lot of things that I, I craved in my childhood resurfacing in my adulthood. So it was like, ooh, we got to address <laughs> this shit through mothering. We got to talk to that inner child mm-hmm. and really, really get it together. Like, I know it sounds like crazy maybe, but I really do believe that this works. So like, I 
listed a few things down and you did too about some of the things that you just noticed about your inner child or you can remember about them that stood out as an adult if you can analyze it and for me I know that my childhood was filled with a lot of attention from my loved ones like they made me feel like I was like you know really important and I expect that from other people now in my adulthood. So when I don't get it, I feel very uncomfortable. Like, why aren't you loving on me like I'm the most important person in the world? My family did. Why aren't you doing it? But with that, I also feel a little bit, I remember a lot of nervousness and embarrassment in my childhood because I was a little bit of a black sheep. So if I did something I saw on TV, my family would like laugh or something like that. And it's, of course, it's funny sometimes to laugh at kids, but also you have to keep in mind how that's going to manifest for them. Like now they're afraid to do anything because if they sing or dance or say, you got it, dude, because they saw it on Full House, everybody's going to bust out laughter. And that laughter doesn't feel like you're laughing with me. It feels like you're laughing at me. So even now as an adult, like, I try my best not to put myself in situations where I'm laughed at or I'm embarrassed. But that can hold you back because, look, this guy was telling me the other day, sometimes you have to roam through the valley of weird and awkward to get to the pinnacle of perfection. Yeah, You have true. to be laughed at sometimes. You have to be embarrassed. You have to do the wrong thing to get it right and for me that inner child is still like thinking about when her cousins will like laugh at her sometimes so I have to get over that um I also think about as a child times that I knew I was right and nobody acknowledged it and still to this day people didn't acknowledge it and I talked about this before like you know with my mom's marriage and her I knew the word verbally abusive before she did and when I said it, my mom was like, you're not being abused if someone doesn't hit you. And I'm like, that's not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that the inner child needs to know that there will be years before she found out that she was right. <laughs> like, that is, you just have to settle in the fact, like, oh, my God, I know I'm right, but no adult is acknowledging it. So that that sucked. Um, I need to know it's okay to be nice because... Like, oh, my God, like, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> it's so weird. But I need to know it was okay to be nice because I feel like growing up in the hood, you were, like, made fun of for being nice. So then sure. when you get in spaces where people are nice to you, you are sp- suspicious of it. Mm-hmm. So I need I needed my inner child needs to know that. And I need to know that it is absolutely you can go full circle with dreams. Like you can't just, you don't just have to have a dream and then it disappear. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a model mom. I want to be this and the other. And my mom was more so like, yeah, if you want to do that, you you do it when you get older. Like your childhood is going to be meant to be a childhood though. And so for me, it was never like, oh, I had to do something and stick to it. So as an adult, I this dream dreams are kind of in la la land. So my inner child needs to know that, dreams are not just in your head they are things you can live yeah i remember that around me uh, this girl said to me i was in summer school and i said i i forgot what i wanted to be at the time he was like fashion designer Mm -hmm. and we was the same age and she was like i wish i had dreams yeah and i just was like i felt so like out of place like i just was like that was just so weird and i always remember that she's like i wish i had dreams yeah, As like, a girl, kid. just, just gain, get them. You got to think about something, right? But, no, like, growing up, I would just see, watch, like, Raven Simone and, like, Hillary Duff and all these people, and I would be like, darn, I wish I could be like that on Disney Channel. I wish I could. I'm sure we all thought that, but 
it was it's always been this thing that I've been chasing from then to now. So I'm like, if I don't ever get it, that like lets my inner child down a little bit because mm-hmm. she always sees it as this far fetched thing. So I'm like, whatever the dream is, because it can shift. I just need to get it. Otherwise, I'm just another person chasing something that they'll never get, and mm-hmm. I just can't settle in it. So that yeah, I definitely think it's important to like talk about things you don't say out loud because they could be affecting you in ways you don't know. Like that thing with attention. If I don't get attention from people, I'd count them out. I don't think about them being busy. I don't think about their inner child and how their inner child may not be used to that or none of that. So it's like, it's good to kind of know just to kind of keep your eye out for it. Yeah. Keep yourself in check. And for me, um, when I was a kid, it's so weird because, I was so more outgoing mm. when I was um, a kid um, because my parents, whatever I did, they were like, and that's another thing, like you said, with the attention thing. Since I'm, I'm the only child and, like, yeah. when I'm growing up, everything I did, my parents thought was, like, gold. genius and gold. So, like, when other people don't see that in me, is like, very, like, jolting or I think they're like, oh, man, I must have really sucked. Um, but I was like so outgoing when I was a kid and like I did acting and stuff like that. I like would go to auditions. I did dancing. I did theater. I did a lot of stuff. And now as an adult, I think it like, well, it really happened. Like when I was in high school, um, I started being like, I didn't like, um, like the attention of like um people seeing me like perform or do stuff because I remember the first like audition thing type thing I did in high school I was like acting my ass off and I felt stupid because people nobody else was like matching my energy Mm -hmm. and so it was like people were laughing at me because I was like I came from like I really did like acting you were being real yeah, and so people laughed at me, and I just felt like I had no, like, I didn't feel confident enough to stand in my own and to stand in what, you know, um, I had wanted to do. That's why, like, as an adult now, I'm so aggressively myself because I, like, I'm I'm like, I see this vision for myself. I want to stand in what I'm doing, and nobody can make fun of me for it. And I don't care if it's silly, and I don't care if it's, like, corny. I want to stand in who I am because when I was younger I didn't feel confident enough because other people around me weren't on the same wavelength so I shrunk myself and it's like well damn it's just like so many things I feel like I could have done and how far I could have been if I didn't shrink myself but I'm like that's okay yeah it's irrelevant now you gotta Uh, encourage yourself mother yeah exactly so like now I'm encouraging myself to like do stuff and I'm like okay, like, I want to do this, and it's not too late, so I'm going to um, I'm gonna do this, and I'm going to do it confidently, and it's okay to, like, stumble, and it's okay if I don't know the right words, um, and it's okay if I'm not that good at spelling mm-hmm. and I get words mixed up. It's okay. I'm still going to do it because yeah. it's people who do things, and they have, like, you know, challenges, whatever. Um, another thing is... Um, Getting over um, for my um, inner child, like, fatophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I feel like Lizzo is, like, so important. Um, because, like, me, when I was, like, in in college, 
I would have made fun of her mm-hmm. because I was like angry at myself. So I would have like made fun of her and like tried to shame her with other people. And it's just like people like her are just so important because it's a lot of stuff again that I didn't do as a kid because I was scared that the first thing somebody would say is, Oh my god, you're fat. Like yeah. this and the third. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stuff that I didn't do even in college, like certain events I didn't go to, um, certain you stuff. You didn't want to take up space. Yeah, exactly. Like I physically felt like I was taking up space. I was like scared to be loud. So my fur and also I said it before, but that's why when I do lose weight, I always fail and I like gain it back because I never appreciate um my starting self. So when you don't appreciate like your starting self, like how, when you finally get to your goal, it's like, you know, yeah, what's the fucking what's the big deal? It's like you still have the same mentality. So I have to erase that mentality from my um my inner child and say like it's okay to be like you know how you are and you know even when you change that's okay too. And if you go back to you know how you were, that's okay. You just have to learn to like appreciate yourself and how you look um and who you are and another thing um for my inner child is um what's that hmm I'm trying to think I was like what else did somebody fuck up for me <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, what else went wrong <laughs> um, no. um, um for me like healthy relationships are like very 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 important i know a lot of people it's like important but it's just like for me like chaos and all that stuff in a relationship and a friendship something that i just i cannot do yeah and i have to walk away and i have to separate myself and sometimes that looks like for me is never going back to that (laughs) sorry (laughs) Like, when somebody says, like, well, I hope that we can be... I'm sorry. No. I, me, personally, nope. I can't. I have to... I have... That is a, a journey that has come to an end. Now, one friendship can, that I think of that it ended wrong and we got right back on the same page. It was always like, you know what? I'm cool off you. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it because I'm, like, very... Um, like in my head about stuff and like I don't like you anymore exactly yeah sorry (laughs) I don't know what to say and I'm like trying to be like more um like more positive I don't like you anymore but I'm just like that's just kind of how it is for me because like when I was younger a lot of people like walked all over me and I wanted I like I, I realized it this year and I realized it again when I revisited like some artwork that I did I didn't realize that until this year that a trigger for me is is like beg have feel like I have to beg somebody to like for a friendship or like companionship or something like that. That makes me feel like gross. so gross, so crazy. Because when I was younger, I was like since I was weirder and like it's so fucking weird that people really used to make fun of me for like like having like my mom, my grandma. And, like, my dad, like, you know, even though we didn't all live together, I just lived with my mom my grandma when I was younger. Um, I felt like 
when I was younger, I would have to beg a lot of people that was supposed to be my friends to be my friends mm-hmm. and to, like, beg them to not make fun of me. And I was always, like, worried about, like, oh, my gosh, like, if they do this, like, I'm, I don't, like, I don't want them to, like, not be my friend and stuff like that. And, like, I just felt like I was always begging people to like me when I was, like, younger. Um, and as an adult, I'm like, I cannot, I can't do that. Because once I feel like... obviously everybody is not going to see the greatness in you. I don't think I'm the greatest person in the world. Everybody's not, (laughs) everybody's not going to see that, you know, because some people have their own traumas where they could be skeptical of people. Like just like you said, like the being nice thing. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you get skeptical of people being nice and I feel the same way. And maybe, you know, other people feel that way. But when it comes to a point where I feel like I am begging you and I see you doing other things with other people, but not giving me the same, you know, Especially energy. Especially when you care, man. When yeah. you don't care, you go, I fuck you then. Yeah, I ha- you- when I care, it just things different. So for me, my inner child, I have to, like, tell her to, to you know, you know, I, I fucked up this year. I did. I did beg. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> I begged. I was practically on my knees. But I, <laughs> this year, uh, after this, I cannot do that anymore. And you and have I, to learn. And I had to learn. And because after, like, when I re, I revisited, like, the art I used to do, and I was reading something on it, and I was like, oh, my God, I said this exact same thing to this person that I said to this person. And I'm like, this it has to be a pattern. And it has to be, it has to go. It but you see what happens when you start digging deep and noticing patterns? Yeah. How can you stop a pattern if you don't really fucking... See it come full circle. Exactly, because I, I didn't know. That's like, a I lesson. Exactly. I didn't realize it. And I'm like, now that I realize it, I'm like, okay, so I cannot do this anymore. Um, And it's something I'm going to work on. And I have to be confident in my decision. And it's okay. I have to remind myself that it is okay to, you know, lose people, so to speak. Like, it's okay. Yo, it really Especially is. when you feel like, your emotions feel like tormented, like you feel sick and undervalued. Yeah, undervalued. So, um, I need to, my inner child. I want her to just get stronger and, pro- and also protect her too. Like you got to protect her from people that don't see her value. Because like, why should she have to deal with that? Exactly. You know, like, and I, it's it's not always easy because sometimes, like I was saying on like Twitter recently, people who you don't sometimes people confuse you. Mm-hmm. It's real easy when you know people are wrong for you. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, get away from my inner child, goodbye. Then when people are great for you, you're like, okay, yes, you are. I accept you. You can come in my life. But then there are those people who are in the middle, mm-hmm. and they just need to be classified as bad too. Because if you're in the middle about how you feel about me, then you don't fuck with me. That's just it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's that's just that's the the the, the missing piece mm-hmm. right there. Being confusing me is not liking me, and you go and sit in the same club with the rest of those folks. Mm-hmm. So. No, I'm I'm really happy we had this conversation. To to think that I didn't think we would have enough to talk about. Yeah, I was thinking that I knew. I just I just when I really started thinking about it, it was like, um, you know how that music be at the beginning of Aaliyah four page letter. I mean the noise, <laughs> the right. No, I knew he was gonna have stuff to talk about. I knew. Yeah. I was just scared. I want the brandy music, the brandy journaling music to play while we talk. <laughs> Dun- 
I don't think you got enough money to pay for those rights. I know. Prime me humming it probably is like, <laughs> I got to like, give up my firstborn just for that. Uh, yeah, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for understanding that, you know, sometimes niggas have to work doubles and back to back. And it's just, it's just get hard out here for us. But we are always, always, always thankful for the fact that you guys care and understand. Um, also, listen, we are at 977 followers on Twitter last time I checked. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandma, everybody on Twitter. We just need 23 more folks, right? Yeah, 23 more folks to get us to 1,000. We want to enter the new decade with 1,000 followers. So Twitter, do your thing. Twitter, do your thing. Sabria, Twitter, do your thing. Also, reviews, okay? They they give us so much joy in our heart. That's how other people find us. So hit us with them. Hit us with them view views and with them stars. Hit us five, with five stars, stars. only. Five stars. So no, okay, do, do what you feel. But I'm hoping that's a five, that star, a five star. star. I'm a five star. Oh, yo, everybody in high school loved that song. Just had an epiphany. I need to go to Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my favorite Nicki Minaj um, verses is "The fuck I look like turning down some head." I mean, it's kind of like a bird turning down some brick. <laughs> True. Fuck I look like. Okay. Uh, so yeah, hit hit up those reviews. Also follow us on uh, the socials. You know, hit me up on Instagram at uh, Iman Mate. Follow me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria on Instagram at It's Frankenfem and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Don't forget about that Black Girl Brunch social media. So you got to hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Hit us up on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Hit us up on email at BlackGirlBrunch at gmail.com. And just really, just sometimes if you just think about Black Girl Brunch, our thoughts are connected to yours. Yep. From wherever you are in the world. Follow me. Yeah, follow us. And also, have a fantastic uh, weekend. Because by the time most of you catch this, it'll be Friday. So enjoy that Saturday, Sunday. Okay? We're gonna catch y'all again hopefully next week on Wednesday. Like right like right back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, that's if there anyway. Yeah, we ain't gonna speak no negativity into existence. But yeah, just you know, work work with your girls, right? Okay, goodbye guys. Bye. Peace. Peace.